Welcome to In Your Area, a podcast designed by area to update, educate, and refresh realtors, brokers, and industry stakeholders on topics that matter most to you. Listen on the go, in your car, at a coffee shop, wherever your day takes you. This is a podcast designed with today's busy realtor in mind. Welcome to In Your Area, a podcast for Alberta realtors on the move. Podcasting from the boardroom of the Alberta Real Estate Association, I am your host, Jennifer Lucas, for this episode, Going Green in 2019. I'm an associate at Royal LePage Neuralta Real Estate in Fort Saskatchewan, as well as a former trainer and advisor for Natural Resources Canada's EnerGuide for Houses and Eco Energy Program. Joining me today are two experts from the Pembina Institute, Yulia Marie Becker and Saeed Kadura. Yulia is the Director of Clean Energy at Pembina and Saeed is an analyst on the Clean Energy team. Thank you for joining us to share your expertise. Can you tell me a little bit more about your experience in your roles and why you're joining us today? Hi, um, thanks Jennifer for the introduction. So I work for the Pembina Institute. The Pembina Institute is a clean energy think tank. We work on solutions toward, towards a more sustainable energy future. And within Alberta, we work on, um, within our clean economy team, we work on renewables, energy efficiency, clean tech, carbon pricing. So we figure out what are um, policies that need to happen in the province to move forward to more sustainable energy future. And we do that together with industry, with government, with um, provincial, um, municipal and um, government and community. So our organization, um, what is actually quite interesting, um, just to give a little bit of a background, is uh, an organization that started over 30 years ago in the Drayton Valley. So we have been uh, living and breathing and working in Alberta and on issues related to energy in Alberta and we are working so Saeed and I work in the clean economy team and we work especially around clean tech and renewables and energy efficiency and finding solutions together with the different stakeholders to move us to more sustainable um, energy future in the province. Yeah, I mean uh, I uh, I play um, a supportive role as an analyst, uh, Julia's vision uh, on the clean economy team and um, I like to identify as a policy geek so I'm lucky to be able to, to work with a lot of the kind of the groundwork around the modeling and the numbers but uh, we, we really look at how we can how we can encourage some of these uh, uh, green policies in Alberta not just from uh, from an uh, from an environmental perspective but a lot of these uh, these kind of new ways of doing business are really uh, are really economical so uh, it's not just about the environment it's also about about uh, doing things or doing business right. So um, I'm looking forward to talking to you about how these two things uh, kind of overlap today. So obviously energy is a huge topic in Alberta right now. Uh, You can't turn on the news without hearing something about energy. But a lot of realtors, realtors today and homeowners don't realize the impact that they can have living within their own home. I know when I was an energy advisor, I was constantly telling people about the impact of improving the efficiency of their homes that if everybody did it in Alberta it was like taking I think the stats were something like a hundred thousand cars off the roads and so I think as part of this um, podcast we really want to drill it down for them today because I think um, realtors get a lot of information obviously we're in houses and sometimes 
homeowners aren't aware of the efficiencies in their houses. And so we can use this as a education piece for our realtors on how they can help both purchasers and buyers that are coming in um, and sort of set them on a roadmap to address some of the concerns that they might have, um, then some of the concerns that certainly come up during a transaction. So having said that, are you aware of any of the efficiency programs that currently exist in the province to help um, clients in their homes? And can you discuss what's available for them? Yeah, um, and it's quite interesting, as you mentioned, there's a lot of potential for um, individuals and homeowners to save money through energy efficiency, like investing in energy efficiency. But for the longest time, there wasn't. it was only self-driven by people in Alberta. So if someone would be interested in this, they would have to figure out what is the best way to do that or ask for um, an energy advisor. Or It was very self-motivated. So interestingly, um, Alberta was the last tr jurisdiction in all Northern America that started to have energy efficiency programs through Energy Efficiency Alberta um, starting in 2017. So it's quite interesting to think that this hasn't been something that it's still very new to have programs that support people and give them guidance and give different um, options for individuals and homeowners to take advantage of energy efficiency. What I think is exciting um, around energy efficiency is that it's not only um, helping homeowners to save energy at the end of the month or reducing their electricity bills, but it's also around making the houses more comfortable. So it is on an individual level. It's helping people to feel more comfortable in the houses, be um, less exposed to um, changes in prices, like natural gas prices are quite low right now, but we, we probably cannot expect them to stay that low as we know from the past. So this is something on an individual level. It's it's something interesting and exciting. And so on an individual level, helping people to save money, but also then obviously contributing to the environment. Um, but on a systems level, it's quite exciting to think about the amount of, as you mentioned, the potential that we have to save um, energy is also when we think about in the past, whenever there was an increase in demand for electricity, what would happen would be that, oh, we have an increase in demand, so we have to build more. We have to build more generation, we have to build more infrastructure, we have to build more transmission lines, we have to build more distribution lines. So instead of looking into, oh, could we respond to this increase in demand through energy efficiency? So this is an opportunity that we haven't taken advantage in this province for the last decades. So now including energy efficiency into the energy conversation, as you said, makes so much sense to make sure that we invest our money in the best way and not just respond to an increase in demand through, oh, increase in demand, more generation needed. No. Well, perhaps you can invest in energy efficiency, which is almost always cheaper. And what do you think the reason for this uh, is? Why was Alberta one of the last provinces to get on board with these sorts of programs? Is it because compared Comparatively speaking to other problems, uh, comparatively speaking to others, our utilities don't cost as much. And so it's just not top of mind or, or they're just different priorities at a government level. Um, I, I, I see an increase right now uh, with the efficiency programs. It's still not as great as some of the other provinces, but it is a start. Um, why do you think we were the last ones to get on board? Yeah, I think there are a few factors. Um, I think it's also, it might have been that there wasn't seen a need on an individual level, that there wasn't a lot of 
to like political need described from people to ask for it. I think there's also something around normally how they are financed in different jurisdictions is through something called a systems benefits charge. So that means that you put it on top of your it so the, the utilities or the retailers have it on top of their um, electricity bill and perhaps they didn't want to get into that. I've been only living in this province for four years, so I um, there might be something kind of for what is your experience on this? I think for me, um, we're getting back to the way the original program was. So we're talking about reductions of gigajoules. So that's very similar to the Liberal Enter Guide for Houses program when it first started. Um, and I think fundamentally, Albertans want to be more green. You know, when we when we're talking to homeowners, they understand the concepts about reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And I think everybody across the board understands that that's a priority. They just don't necessarily know how to do it. And uh, so I also think it's it's great that we have these sorts of programs. Um, I think the average consumer um, still understands a very simple program like Eco Energy for Houses, where, um, you know, you you improve your furnace to a high efficiency furnace, you get $750. And I remember the first time I met uh, you, Yulia, in 2017, there was some discussion between area and the Pembina Institute about putting some education courses together. Um, and I think that's great so that realtors can talk in terms of efficiency and gigajoules um, because I don't think that's language that we use every day. I think it is starting with a younger generation. My children certainly talk about it better than I do. Um, and I think that we really do um, have an opportunity to educate. Um, you know, we're faced with as realtors, uh, especially after a home inspection, for example, um, you know, the inspector coming out and starting to talk about levels of insulation or types of windows. And 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 so we can start to address those concerns either before um, if we if we can recognize those in houses or afterwards with our buyers, uh, you know, once the inspection has happened um, and then we can we can talk about um, you know that there are programs out there to help if it's a buyer for example um, but we can also talk about what we can do to improve comfort because quite often people will um, you know mention about drafts and you know the house is drafty and we can talk about improving um, the comfort levels in houses and, and really starting to think of the house as a system because I think um, you know it really starts with the builders you know new houses we've got we've got new code on how things need to be built and then and moving right along to the the end consumer in a in a in a resale home for example yeah no and I, I think you brought up something really important if um, homeowners don't even know the potential that they have, uh, like that their house has to create savings there and the opportunities that are out there um, that they can take advantage of. And it's like, it's important that people know. And I think um, realtors are an important voice to provide that kind of information that helps future homeowners or current homeowners in making their house as valuable and comfortable and energy efficient as possible and what makes sense within their means. And as you say, like in right steps and it's quite interesting um so you can talk a little bit more about the different programs that are available now um through energy efficiency alberta but what i thought was interesting when they started almost all the programs were oversubscribed 
So it shows the high like excitement that um, is out there and the interest that is out there for these kind of programs and for to take advantage of energy efficiency opportunities when they are available. So it's the the program implementers have experience in different jurisdictions and they have said like the demand that they got here, the hunger for these kind of products um, and programs, they haven't seen something like that before. So it's quite, uh, it was quite interesting for me to hear that. Um, and I let Said uh, talk a little bit about the um, energy efficiency programs that are at the moment um, currently available under Energy Efficiency Alberta. Thanks, Julia. Uh, so in 2018, we've seen some new programs come online and uh, even some programs get expanded and modified. Uh, so on the residential side, uh, we've got uh, programs such as the rebate for residential retail products, uh, which offers you rebates towards energy efficiency, uh, energy efficient appliances and things that you can do on your home that would affect you on a daily basis. Uh, there were, we've also seen some uh, some renewable programs come online. So on the residential side, we saw the residential and commercial solar program that uh, has incentives of up to a dollar per watt. And then we've also seen the announcement of the uh, community energy capacity building program. So this is on a more um, community level. Uh, and what that does is it uh, provides funding to build, uh, to build capacity in communities by uh, funding things like feasibility studies, business case developments, uh, some training to, to really bring this, uh, the understanding of what energy efficiency is and what the potentials are at the local community levels. Um, on the business side, we've uh, seen the Business Energy Savings Program, which uh, offers businesses um, up to $25,000 to replace outdated equipment with energy efficient products. And we've also seen the Nonprofit Energy Efficiency Transition Program, uh, which allows nonprofits to do energy audits. It's something that we've took advantage of at Pembina ourselves, actually, and it's really helped us understand what our what our energy use looks like and where some improvements can be made. Um, and, yeah, just to chip in, uh, and that might be an interesting program to highlight with um, like realtors that of not homeowners that don't work with homeowners, if not like with commercial buildings or like support um organizations that are looking for new um, offers so that might be something interesting to highlight with them the other thing that I um, that I think is really interesting for homeowners is the home energy plan that is relatively new so that is something um, where Energy Efficiency Alberta provides with the information on um, getting how to best invest in energy efficiency and get rebates and you get um up to $1,000 um, of a bonus rebate when you complete three or more upgrades to your home and they support you in getting an evaluation and figuring out what makes sense in your house, what are the best and first um, improvements that you should be doing. So that is definitely something that is worth um, looking into and um, highlighting with um, future homeowners. So there is the Energy Efficiency Alberta website that is just efficiencyalberta.ca. That's the website. And there are all the different programs. And they did a really good job on making it accessible and figuring out an easy way on it's very user friendly the website so um, I had for example um, when I just recently bought an apartment and my what is the the person who 
reviews that everything is working. Okay. Yes, thank you. <laughs> My home inspector. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was very exciting for me to go to through the process. And he was like, well, do you know there are rebates at the moment? You can get a Nest thermostat and you get um, $75 rebate for if you buy that. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Great. Like I was excited that he um, was sharing that information with me and like highlighting these kind of things. You know, once the Eco Energy Program ended, did uh, you know I was uh, I was a little sad about that obviously I I, I quit work and I'd, I had a, I had spent a lot of time in it and then some of the new programs that came in it took that piece out so I'm really happy to see that uh, with these new energy efficiency programs we do have that third party going in there and talking to the homeowners about the correct order to do things in because uh, you know quite often I would come into a house and there would be the husband and the wife waiting for me and and the wife thought for sure that they needed new windows and so I would do a depressurization test and I'd walk them through and actually show them that you know maybe windows wasn't necessarily the first thing that needed to be done on the list and taking care of some air sealing some insulation um, and then perhaps a furnace and then the windows would be the correct order to do it to really maximize um, their dollars uh, there are certain orders that things should be done in you know if you if you buy a furnace before you put insulation on uh, you can have an oversized furnace and that can cause you problems down down the road so I was really happy to to see that uh, we've got um, some grant money available to help offset those costs and to bring in those qualified resources in in the form of an energy advisor to help them walk them through and understand how their home works um, yeah I was, I was certainly pleased for that for sure but why do you think this might be a question for Saeed? Why do you think homeowners want to or should embark on these type of types of improvements? Is there any data or any, you know, from an analysis perspective, um, you know, Saeed, can you talk about uh, what's the return on investment um, on these improvements in energy efficiency? Um, so when it when it comes to when it comes to homeowners, it really uh, depends on two things. Part of it is uh, a, a big part of it is your own consumption habits. Uh, that so depending on what your what your energy bills, there are savings that are associated there. But then that's when the retrofits uh, kind of come in. So the more ambitious that you are with uh, with making sure that your energy use at your home or the way that your your house is built or designed implements uh, a lot of these uh, these elements such as energy efficient appliances or making sure that uh, you know the leakage through your your windows isn't there it's um, it's really all it, it depends on that and is is cumulative um, one thing that I can I can maybe flip it around is uh, I mean we often hear about the benefits to, to the homeowner we can also think about benefits to businesses and and kind of the bottom line um, we've seen stuff like uh, improvements in even 10% of a business's uh, uh, energy use so reducing energy use by 10% has a return of around 1% uh, uh, it's equivalent to 1% of sales so when you think of a multi-million dollar business or even a million dollar business those numbers do add up um, the statistics that I've seen explicitly around uh, around homes I've been recently looking at uh, uh, what we call uh, passive 
of houses that are designed in a way that are, are 90% more efficient. Uh, so when you look at an average uh, bill of a Canadian consumer around $200, when you say that becomes 90% efficient, you're essentially dropping that down to 20 bucks, which is a, a significant drop. Now, when we look at passive houses, this is still a technology that's, uh, it's, uh, it's an ambition that we hope to reach in Alberta, but there are definitely steps that we can, that we can work towards that. And um, also we can't, you know, it's always easy to think of the benefits to the homeowner because we all have to live somewhere and we have bills to pay and it's the easiest narrative to disseminate. But it's uh, also important to look at uh, uh, kind of what the benefit is to realtors and to other actors in the real estate community. As an example, uh, I'm not sure if you know, but uh, the risks of mortgage default is uh, less by around a third uh, when it comes to energy efficient homes compared to regular homes. Uh, so, and also not only do certified energy efficient homes carry less risk, but they're also studies have shown that they're also worth more and they sell faster than a standard home. So the benefits extend beyond just the uh, the average savings. The, the savings they are, that are there are important and they're the easiest to access and they affect our daily lives the most. But I think it's also important to look at uh, the uh, essentially the whole sector and what does economic growth within the real estate community look like and how does energy efficiency um, contribute to that. And um, just to add to that, I, I think it's also something thinking about it kind of as a insurance for the future. So not exposing ourselves to price increases in the future, kind of protecting ourselves or as a homeowner, protecting ourselves against things that are not under our control, like net, as I mentioned, like natural gas prices going up or other like prices going up. So by investing in energy efficiency, we kind of say like, okay, I take it into my hands and I'm going to make sure that whatever happens in the future, um, I'll make sure I'm also protected against that. How about the carbon tax? Would it help on the carbon tax? I know a lot of people are talking about that. That's a um, certainly when it comes in terms of messaging, um, that is something that everybody understands. They understand that worm, that word. Maybe we could talk about a little bit about the messaging to improve energy efficiency in houses. Do you think that something like that would resonate with consumers? These kind of programs um, are financed through the carbon tax. So the energy efficiency, Alberta is financed through the revenue from the carbon tax. All the money that comes, it gets reinvested into the economy. So investing it into clean technology, investing it into um, renewables, investing it into energy efficiency. The idea is to broaden the economy and make sure that also in the future, We have less exposure to international volatility of prices, but also by making sure there are different sectors getting strengthened, so broadening the economy is the intention too of the carbon tax, but also the, the original, like the basic idea is that by putting a cost on the pollution that we cause, we give the market the um, power to be like responding to that. So energy efficiency, investing in energy efficiency is a perfect behavioral response to say like, okay, something gets more expensive, increasing my emissions or using um, more energy gets more expensive. So I have to address that. And then the idea through having rebates, so um, there's also the rebates that over um, 60% of Albertans receive is something that helps 
address that but then energy especially energy efficiency is a way to be like okay so addressing our consumption and including our consumption behavior and um, making sure that we can address our consumption having support in that and investing into energy efficiency the pace program now it might not be called pace at the end of the day and i've had some ministers tell me that they're not going to call it pace but i'm wondering if you can describe to our listeners what that is and what your thoughts are on the implementation of that program i know they're still working out the details but so what should we be concerned with in this legislation if anything at all and i i think you're aware that area one of their focuses is on advocacy and and is an advocacy body how should we be doing this or how should we be concerned or why should we be concerned about this legislation as it starts to roll out i feel like they always find the perfect acronyms for this stuff so uh, pace stands for the property assessed clean energy program and essentially what it is is it's a mechanism to finance clean energy upgrades in your home. Uh, PACE allows invest, uh, or uh, companies, whether they're public or private companies, to fund homeowners to make energy efficiency and renewable energy upgrades. And that leads to reduced greenhouse gas emissions at the municipal level and savings for homes and businesses. And it does this by allowing them to overcome two financial barriers. The first one is the lack of upfront capital. Uh, people don't usually have extra money lying around to invest in this kind of stuff. Uh, and the second, uh, the second barrier is the lack of transfer- transferability of this investment. So, uh, essentially, what that means is that it differentiates space from a regular loan, and uh, that's because the costs and the savings are attributed to a specific property as opposed to the person that's living on that property. So, because the person that's occupying the property takes advantage of the savings, they are also responsible for the costs. So, within that reasoning, if the property does change ownership, the new owner then is responsible for the costs, but they're also going to be uh, taking advantage of the associated savings. Uh, so by being able to overcome these two uh, these two barriers, uh, that reduces the risk and, and kind of enables a lot more projects uh, to happen. And this is a practice that dates back to 2009, and it started in California. It's been widely tested and implemented, and over $4 billion have been invested through PACE programming in the U.S. Um, and similarly, the similar programs are being explored all across Canada. In Alberta specifically, we've got uh, eight municipalities that have confirmed interest and over two dozen municipalities that are exploring this. So uh, just like the other programs, I see this being very popular uh, in Alberta. So what I think is interesting here with addressing the barriers that um, Said mentioned, you have normally homeowners, especially here in North America, when you move a lot around, um, making investments into your house that don't have a payback that is within the next two, three years is often seen as something like, oh, well, who knows if I'm going to be living here in five years? So why would I uh, make an investment like solar panels that take a while to for the payback to return to me, right? Um, so by tying the investment to the building or to your property, you make it then, you increase the value of the property and you make it independent from the person. So it moves with the owner, not with the individual. So that addresses that barrier of long-time long term investment into um, houses by increasing the property value, looking in, uh, like exploring into what is the best way and how to implement it in Alberta. There are some, um, from our understanding, there are still things to figure out on how to implement it in Alberta and what is the best way and uh, making sure that what makes it successful in other jurisdictions, um, the lessons learned from other jurisdictions 
jurisdictions are getting um, considered here. So is there still stakeholder consultation going on or um, how far are we in this process um, before it's getting rolled out? Or do you know this is something that area can still impact the policy decisions or do you think that's been done already? Yes, there is a consultation opportunity from my understanding. Um, also, Energy Efficiency Alberta is working on that. So that might also be a good way um, to have conversations with them. I know that Edmonton, the city of Edmonton, is very interested in um, figuring out a way that works to implement PACE. And they're looking at it as one of their kind of diversification strategies mm -hmm. to, go, uh, to go towards kind of greener alternatives. Uh, even so. The city of Edmonton has shown some leadership on energy efficiency, and it began with a home labeling program. So area um, had some feelings on that, and, and, and our membership had some feelings on energy labeling, that it might not fit into a real estate transaction. So, so we have to be very careful about how we advocate to make sure that we're consulting with our members, making sure that this is a direction that we need to go. And so for me personally, It's my opinion that we have to start educating. I think that's important. And then come up with a mechanism and a framework that would work for home labeling within the framework of a transaction, uh, of a, in, in the framework of a real estate transaction. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm certainly not speaking on behalf of area. Um, and there are certainly some areas there from our advocacy stance where we could probably still have some impact. And... Um, I'm, I'm just wondering from you, where should we be focusing our attention? Mm -hmm. And there might be something, I understand the labeling, um, if there are concerns with your members. It might be interesting, there, another tool that in Edmonton um, that might be interesting for um, your colleagues is the MyHeat map for Edmonton and the potential. And then people can look and offer and say like, oh, this is the solar potential that my the building that you're buying or the property that you're buying has. And this might be something interesting to look into. And if you're interested, and then you can like allude to the rebates that are out there. So there are a combination of things that um, are possible to offer that could be interesting on on the on this while they are still developing this financing mechanism. The interesting thing I find about solar panels and and some of the pushback I get is that we have snow seven months out of the year. But what people don't understand is that in Alberta, we have some of the most consistent daylight hours. And so people equate, I think, solar energy with hot sun, and that's not necessarily the case. It's really the number of daylight hours that we have that we could really be capturing this renewable energy in our province. So that's it for my questions. Is there anything we missed? I was wondering, what was your motivation to um, get a certification? Um, and you mentioned you worked for For, um, the federal government's um, Natural Resource Canada. Yeah, Natural Resource Canada. So I was wondering what was your motivation and then also um, how is that in your everyday life when you work with clients? How can you take advantage of the knowledge that you have? And like I mean from your questions, obviously you have a very deep understanding of these issues and the value of energy efficiency 
And I was just wondering um, how that comes into play in your everyday life when you work with clients. Well, it wasn't something that I searched out to be completely honest. My husband and I own a, a national home inspection company. And so our national head office was awarded a contract through Natural Resources Canada. They filled out the RFP and were awarded it because we were the only home inspection company with franchises in Quebec. So we could provide um, Energuide for Houses right across Canada. So essentially, I woke up one morning and I got an email saying, guess what? You're going to do energy audits. So my husband and I kind of looked at one another and we drew straws and I'm the one that got to run with the energy side. And, you know, I I don't necessarily jump into things um, half-assed. I try to get as much knowledge as I can. Um, so I did go and get the certification and I ended up building, um, you know, over the years, that side of our business up to 10 uh, advisors that worked for me. And then my background previous to home inspections was as a high school teacher and a French immersion high school teacher. So that got back to Natural Resources Canada and they approached me and asked me to come and take their train the trainer so that I could um, train energy advisors across the country. So there were some really significant impacts for me because the differences in housing stock um, on the East Coast, which are, you know, centuries old, are completely different to what is essentially relatively new housing stock here in Alberta. So um, it, it was neat to have those conversations with Canadians right across the country. Um, about uh, reducing energy efficiency and and the impacts they could have on on various size sizes of housing stocks and ages of housing stocks, and I really did stick um, to the retrofit side. I didn't uh, venture in uh, not into a whole lot into the new build one um, because I thought retrofit was a little more challenging, and I and I like to be challenged at work. Um, and two, the idea of sitting in front of blueprints in a in an office space didn't really appeal to me too much. I really uh, enjoy going into people's houses and having those conversations and looking at a house that perhaps, you know, uh, was 200 years old and had, you know, uh, horse hair in the walls and think, how, how are we going to improve? What's the best way to improve the, the insulation in those walls to really seal things up and, and improve the comfort levels? So, you know, it was it was really um, quite a challenge and, and was it was new every day. And I was in, you know, several people's houses every day having those conversations about um um, energy efficiency. And, and when I alluded, you know, earlier to the husband and the wife where they, they had preconceived ideas of what was the best bang for the buck. And by the end of it, to be able to walk them through their house as a system top to bottom and, and set up a roadmap for them, because not everybody has, um, you know, a zillion dollars up front to make these retrofits, but we're, we were able to put them on a plan that said, if you do this first and then this, and then and this here's potentially you know how efficient your home could be and so um, I really enjoyed those those conversations I was really pleased with how well received the the uh, ener- uh, the eco energy program was but still I think the stats at the end of the day were maybe 20% of the housing stock in Alberta were actually um, assessed so there really still is um, 
a lot of houses out there that could potentially be retrofitted. And, you know, as I said, consumers know and people know that they want to, you know, fundamentally reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. And so, you know, I think there's a, a really good opportunity for realtors to to get educated and and be that trusted resource um, for consumers um, so that when they go into houses with, you know, a potential buyer, they they can point them in the right direction and they can be that that source of information for them. And 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 hopefully, you know, it's always good when you can you can point a client um, into something that's going to give them some money back. That's that's something that, uh, you know, is good for the consumer. Thank you, Yulia and Saeed, for your words of wisdom. Area members, we want to hear from you. Your feedback and suggestions for future podcast episodes will be critical to making sure that we make this the strongest resource for you. We invite you to send that feedback through communications at albertarealtor.ca. Thanks to all who took the time to listen. We hope to see you the next time we're in your area. 